0: Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday, June eighth, and it's time for ten dozen minutes of labial fricatives with Chick and Mister Skullhead. I am Mister Skull, and a is coming to you from an undisclosed location.
1: How are your fricatives, Mister Skullhead? Are they are they labial today? Yeah, I feel like they're plosive. What uh, what got you thinking about that terminology?
0: I don't know. There's just something about a fricative. Isn't I think a, a, the labial, like bilabial fricative, is the raspberry. Do you have? Oh, right, right, labial. The, <laughs> Not lingual,
1: yeah. B p p is that fricative?
0: Is b fricative? Those are stops. Hmm. What's the uh, what's
1: what's what's the labial fricative?
0: The bilabial is the. Yeah, and then fuh is fuh and v are labiodental. Right.
1: B and v are almost the same sound.
0: Yeah, just one of them's a stop, and one of them's a frick. So if the if the air stops, then it's a b. Then if the air keeps going, it's a v. If it keeps fricking going, it's fricative. That's exactly what it is. That's how you remember that. How you been, continues, Mr. Continues continues to frick. How you been, Mr. Skullhead? I'm good. Uh, my parents just got into town, so we're hanging out.
1: Yeah, what uh, are they? Lovely.
0: What are they? What are they up to these days? Uh, they're gonna hang out and watch Ollie while we go to New York for five days. Ooh, what are you going to New York for for five days? Uh, we're going to see Hedwig and the Angry Inch on Broadway. Oh, And uh, we're going to stay with Data Vortex in Data Vortex's apartment, which okay. is super cool. You're not and staying hope-
1: there while he's not there? The last time we went to uh, New York, he was like, you guys can use my apartment if you want to, because I'm not there.
0: Yeah, this time he, he said we could, well, first he said we could use it whether or not he was there,
1: but it turns out he will be there. Mm. Which is good because I like that guy. If he, I do too. If he wasn't there, I think I would be too tempted to start searching through his apartment for all of the secret compartments that I know are in there, and you know I'm that? worried. I'm worried that I would set off one of his traps. Does he have like poison traps or something? Oh, I or? bet he does. I bet he does. Because there is, there's no law against setting poison traps on your own belongings.
0: That's true. I, is there? Uh, I wonder
1: if there is. It seems like maybe <laughs> if you had a kid, that would be against the law.
0: Yeah, do you, do you think if you're just setting them solely to fuck up somebody who's trying to steal them? I guess yeah. you could argue that you you never intended
1: for them to be triggered. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is, a, is Does intent matter in a booby trapping? <laughs> or a party boob? Yeah. If, if a cop goes in and deliberately sets off your traps, does that count as booby entrapment? Probably. Um... That's a really good question, though. Is it legal to, like, say, set up a tripwire with, like, a huge blade on a pendulum that swings down? Like, that doesn't that, seem like it would be against the law, right?
0: Uh, no, it seems to me like that would be some brand of murder.
1: No, but I'm saying having it. Like, if somebody came in, if you had a party at your house and somebody died because of a booby trap that you set, then yes, obviously you would be responsible for that. But is having the booby trap against the law? Oh, so they just have to wait until somebody gets killed with it? Well, yeah. Well, in order to charge you with a crime. I mean, in order for you to be guilty of a crime, right? I mean, like, you know, having a kitchen knife is not against the law, even though you could stab somebody with it. And so at what point does having that kitchen knife be in a particular spot, connected to a particular mechanism, does its mere existence become a crime?
0: Hmm. Yeah, man.
1: You know, a dartboard isn't a crime, but I bet, like, a stone face on the front of your house that fires darts at passersby is... Is awesome. Sure, yes. yeah, it is. But and I mean, that's the thing. It is awesome, and I think you want you want to encourage the kind of innovation that that people engage in when they set elaborate deadly booby traps around on their own property. Um, you know, so you don't want you don't want to have a chilling action on that innovation by making that sort of thing against the law. Yeah, you absolutely don't want to stifle <clears throat> trap making inner, innervation. in innovation. Innovation. You know what would be weird is. If it is illegal to not have a gate on your swimming pool, but it is not illegal to have a moat filled with sharks in your front mm. yard. I'll bet you have to have a gate around your moat filled with sharks. Yeah, that really defeats the purpose, right? Just to make sure kids don't accidentally fall in there and get eaten by sharks, which is the whole point. I mean, but then your enemy could just use the siege engine to knock the gate down. It's like saying you have to you have to build a bridge for them. So at that point, you might as well not have the moat, which maybe would be the point of that law. Hmm. I never really understand what the laws are about swimming pools. Like, I know that if you have kids, you have to have, like, regulation doors and door latches and and gates and stuff. But if you don't have kids, my understanding is that you don't have to do any of that stuff. Because if, like, the neighbor kid wanders onto your property, that's their problem. (laughs) Which which seems fucked up. But then again, it also, like, it seems like one of those things where it would have been... Really difficult to go into like Sun City where no one is allowed to have kids and say, all right, everybody has to do a bunch of expensive retrofitting of their swimming pool. That's been sitting here since the 30s. I mean, not really since the 30s, because nothing existed out there in the 30s. But but you know what I mean? I mean, it it seems like they wouldn't be able to enforce. You know, they're not going to send jackbooted thugs around when that law is enacted to ensure compliance.
0: Do you think it's just if you if you were building a new pool in Sun City, you would have to yeah. put the gate in? Yeah, I think that that is the so.
1: case, yeah. It's a weird thing. It's one of those things that's easy to mobilize people for because it's a sad story when a kid drowns. You know? Yeah, well, you know. I mean, it sucks. fish it, it, gotta swim, kids gotta drown. They do, they do. If you don't let some of them drown, you'll never weed out the weak swimmers. And then uh, when global warming causes the causes the water world style catastrophe, um, there there will be no Kevin Costner to save us. Do you suppose that if you're masturbating
0: frequently, you're doing the opposite of weeding out the weak swimmers? Mm hmm. It's like is everything you know, you're getting rid of all of the ones that that are strong enough to get out in that ejaculate burst. So the only thing left are the weeks, the weak ones. Mm,
1: Well, I hadn't thought about it that way. I just yeah. think of it as I think of it as very critical that I do that sort of routine maintenance to make sure that none of my sperms are any older than four or five hours if I should be called upon to impregnate someone
0: I see yeah you don't wanna you don't wanna give somebody expired sperm,
1: yeah or like wait way too much of it, which could happen too speaking of yeah you gotta, you gotta keep the supplies down right yeah um. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's better to clean up four or five really small messes a day than it is to clean up one mess once a week. <laughs> um, have you cleaned up any big messes this week, Mr. Skullhead?
0: This week. This week was brief. It was weird because my wife screwed up her back on Monday. So Monday was getting her some health care for her back. And then she's been kind of a various stages of medicated for most of the week. So, uh, everything went, the week went by very quickly. So I was busy taking care of everything that everybody usually does. Who wasn't available to. So, uh, yeah, I cleaned up some messes. We had our Cinco de Junio party. That was lovely. Oh, yeah? Is that a real thing that you do? Yeah, like, it was a Cinco de Mayo party, and every year it was cold and miserable on the 5th of May. And then our friends had a wedding on the 5th of May. Like, well, damn it. If we're going to do uh if we're going to have our party this year, we should have it in June. Was it so we in wedding? And it was wonderful. Yeah, they well they wouldn't do it outside it would it, would it have seems been too like cold. they
1: wouldn't do it when the weather If the weather's too shitty to have a party, it seems like a bad idea to have a wedding on that day.
0: Right. I but mean, no, it you'd... was an indoor wedding and it was it was cold and shitty. But ever since then we've had it on June the 5th instead. I mean, I guess you know, the our,
1: advantage of a cold shitty winter wedding is you throw the rice and then you've planted it just in time for the spring harvest, because all of the birds are dead as a result of their wings seizing up in mid-flight because of the cold. God sees yeah, that happens, that happen, happens you know? a lot here, yeah, every time, totally. Have your uh, parents been in town long enough for you to get in any arguments?
0: <laughs> no, we don't argue anymore since they embraced uh liberalism,
1: really. yep, is that really a thing that happened?
0: Yeah, they uh, they kind of switched sides around uh, the Obama McCain campaign, and ended up voting for Obama twice.
1: Yeah, and, what, d- what didn't they like about McCain? Uh,
0: yeah, I I think my dad just finally started fact checking stuff, and uh, like he's he's always had an inquisitive mind, like the same way that I do, and it, it bothers him when things aren't true, and it bothers him when people lie to him, and I don't know, I think bush had lied so much that he was able to finally see past the crazy shit they serve up to christians about how the only the only like the only party with any morals is the republican party Mm -hmm. and so he started doing some fact checking and then he got kind of disgusted with the republican party and so yeah they ended up voting for obama twice and now we don't argue about politics and anymore and they got arrested for voter fraud because they
1: right. voted for him twice in the same election. Paid um, hey, you know, with you was there two elections. I mean, geez. that'd be a that'd be a, a that'd be a shitty use of your like I you know everybody gets one crime that they just get forgiven, right? And if you just accidentally vote twice and then <laughs> you you use up your one get out of jail free card, your literal get out of jail free card on the the most useless voter fraud. Offense? Yeah. Uh, do you think they would even bother prosecuting that? If you accidentally voted twice? Well, if, let's say you deliberately and maliciously voted twice. Hmm. Right. Eh. I don't know. I think that you know what 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 you need to do is try that so they get it in their system that. They, they, like, they get it in their heads, rather. It's okay to let people vote twice, and then everybody vote twice. That's how you make a real difference. You get it, you get it so that it's not a crime to vote <laughs> Everybody twice. on either side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright, I guess I was assuming a level of conspiracy uh, that would be widespread enough to, to affect all Democrats, but contained enough to affect no Republicans. See, I think it would be great if it was just...
0: Everybody gets to vote twice, so all we've done is change the numbers. It like it's an inflationary
1: problem, not a like an actual making a difference thing. But then it turns out that everyone, everyone has to vote in two-party elections for their favorite and their second favorite, <laughs> so that it makes more, uh, you know, it makes more sense who gets in there. <sighs> Maybe not. What have you been doing in San Francisco? Uh, well, working. And uh, yesterday we yesterday we went and saw the uh, the Seth MacFarlane movie A Million Ways to Die in the West. How is that? I'm tempted. You know, um, I would not. If you, I don't know if you, your life is still such that seeing a movie in a theater is a is a kind of a precious-ish thing. Uh, I wouldn't. It's, it's slightly a luxury. I, I would guess. I wouldn't waste it on this. I don't think. So. You probably never saw Adam Carolla's movie The Hammer, right? That, just, uh, that is like true. A thing that you would seek out. So, like, it was The Hammer was a pretty good story, um, that had like a romantic comedy subplot kind of bolted onto it, and there were just a bunch of like really awkward getting to know each other and making jokes sort of conversations between the male lead and the female lead that just weren't funny. Yeah, and. A million Ways to Die in the West very much suffered from that same thing. Like, it's as though it's as though they were like decided to shoot scenes, you know, sort of uh guy whose name I can't remember style, Anchorman. Uh fuck. Fuck. Who's the guy that makes the movies with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd and hey, Adam McKay? Christ! What the fuck is that, Joel? Something. Ah, God, Mr. Scullard, I fucked my brain in half. I I remember another <laughs> thing that I did. I fucked my brain in half. What, seriously, what the, fu- the? who directed the Forty Year Old Virgin? Like Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So so I feel like their tactic of like r- record scenes a bunch of times and then use the funniest one. That you improvised. It's like they did that for this movie, but then none of them were funny, so they just used one of the boring ones huh. that just didn't really work out. Like I like Seth MacFarlane. I can't remember really how you how you fall on Seth. MacFarlane. I remember you. Yeah, not, I, I
0: like him. I remember
1: you thinking that he did a fine job of hosting the Oscars and that all I of did. that outrage was misdirected. Um, when when the movie made jokes at a fast pace. I think it supported the kind of stuff that he's good at, which is making absurd jokes at a high rate, you know, but like when it slowed down to try to tell a story, instead of just being a sort of a series of vignettes that are maybe in the service of an overall arc, it just, it just was so dull, which Hmm. is, which is like the worst thing. It's so, it is worse. I think, the worst thing is a thing that is funny with boring moments in between the funny moments as opposed to something that is trying to be funny the entire time and some of the jokes don't land. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I want to go back and watch Blazing Saddles. I've never actually seen it all the way through. I've only seen like parts of Blazing Saddles. And I know that it's supposed to be pretty good and it's supposed to like have actually held up as a as a funny western and I'm curious, like, you know, people talk about how, I mean, I guess a lot of people, a lot of people who are, who are, uh, either are, or want to seem like they're more sophisticated thinkers about this kind of stuff. will say that blazing saddles and young Frankenstein were these like masterpieces. And then Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, uh, Mel Gibson's later stuff became like really weirdly Semitic. Um, you know, but that, that, like, Spaceballs was dumb. Like, Blazing Saddles was a masterpiece. Spaceballs was stupid.
0: Right? I would argue that both of them are stupid, but... But Blazing Saddles had a couple of things that it was about. You know, like... Space, the point of Spaceballs was that Star Wars is kind of silly and over merchandised, I think, like the, the basic underlying theme.
1: Right, whereas like Blazing the basic Saddles underlying theme was about, like, about racism like, don't be and, a racist, yet, so. And
0: homophobia, and you know, kind of turning the American Western upside down and see what shakes out.
1: And what? what about young Frankenstein?
0: See that I don't know.
1: I saw it as it's a, it's as, really fucking funny. I saw it as a kid, but it it really did seem like a sort of a slapstick pastiche of horror movie tropes. Yeah, definitely. Right which I mean Spaceballs was sort of a precursor to like Scary Movie in that regard, right? Which I thought like I think that Airplane is better than Scary Movie. Sure. But, but I think they're the same kind of thing I thought scary movie was pretty damn funny yes first so did I and and honestly the later ones are also fine <sighs> right like they're not they're not trying to be anything more than they are but it's weird it's weird how people just like comedy snobs get about that hmm. you know and I, and I wonder like I wonder like is Blazing Saddles really that much better than Spaceballs in any in any sort of critically defensible way? Right, I mean I'm not not like there's some objective standard by which one comedy movie can be better than another comedy movie, but but you know what I mean, right? I mean like Like I thought Not Another Teen Movie was pretty good.
0: That one was really sharp actually, yeah.
1: And I don't think I you know Movie? Did you see movie 46 or movie 47 or whatever? No, I haven't seen that. That one was. I mean, that's crass in a way oh. that the other ones are not necessarily. Oh, man. Remember that one part where the guy who is constantly smoking weed gets smoked by weed and that's how he dies? I don't remember which scary movie that was right. in, but... I've only seen the first two. I think he gets he gets rolled up into a big joint, and then a bigger joint smokes him. I th- <laughs> I think that that's what happens there. It might just be a big monster made out of dank nugs or something. But um, anyway, that's the sort of comedy gold you get in the later scary movie movies. Yeah, I don't know. I want to watch Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles isn't on Netflix streaming, so it's harder to watch it. Like, I would have just full-on watched it when I got home last night from that movie to see like does it, did it somehow succeed in a way that this one failed? You know, this one had a lot of, not a lot, but it had a handful of just like real gross poop jokes and stuff. Yeah, It's never my favorite. No, but it's also not, like it doesn't ruin it, right? It's not, it isn't sufficient to decide that there is no comedic merit for me right it just goes sure it goes it goes it goes there Uh, oh no it didn't it goes there (laughs) a little bit Hmm. yeah so you're saying i should probably wait for video on that one yeah i mean i would just like it's not so bad that you would regret watching it on netflix streaming but if there was anything else in the theater that you wanted to see you would probably have rather seen it I also, yeah. uh, I saw... Uh, I don't remember if I've talked to you since I saw the X-Men Days of Future Past. Did you enjoy that? I did, actually. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. I um, I have liked every X-Men movie that I've seen. I guess we I do remember talking to you about that because of uh, some the, the scene with the guy moving real fast. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a real fucking solid piece of movie right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I even liked... X three, which apparently nobody else did, but which I thought it was one, fine.
1: Which one was that?
0: The one where Jean Grey goes Dark Phoenix and ends up killing Wolverine and or trying to kill everybody, and Wolverine talks her out of it with the power of love.
1: I think I might have seen that one. That's one. Like I will, I will always go see an X Men movie in the theater in. A- in a way which I will almost always not go see an Avengers movie in the theater. Like, I don't know why, but I just, I look at the Avengers movies as they come out, and I think, yep, that's not a thing I want to see. And I know that some of them are good, right? And I know that it wouldn't be so terrible if I went and saw one, and it was like, eh, whatever, you know? Yeah, like, all of them that I've seen, and I haven't
0: seen, the only one I haven't seen is the second Captain America, have been great.
1: I've heard and that the the Avengers, the, I've heard that the, the second Captain Avengers America is fantastic. way better than the first Captain America, but hmm. I just, that character is so fucking boring that I just oh they do such a great
0: job with him do though. they
1: I just can't yeah. I cannot imagine giving a shit about that guy it's oh but uh, like, you would
0: you, you think? would
1: believe I would yeah believe. you that you could give a shit about that guy okay if you say so you know I still I, at this point I'm so I'm almost committed to having not seen any of them. No. Yeah, I mean, that, that's dumb, but that that's certainly your decision. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's like th- it. The question of like, do I want to go see the next Avengers movie that comes out in the theater is not what am I doing right now? It's do I have time to like Netflix the four or five other movies that I need to see at this point in order to figure out where I am in the series? And well, I get that I gather, maybe they don't can... work that way, but.
0: Well, you can start over with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Because that's starting a whole new story arc that isn't going to rely on any of the previous characters.
1: I mean, that I will probably see because they're a bunch of weird, goofy characters. Hmm. And that's, I I guess that's my problem with the Avengers is that they're so like, they just seem so earnest in a weird way that X-Men doesn't. You know, it's like X Men. That's weird. The the, the X Men roots the roots the entirety of its storytelling in this one conceit, which is that up oh, there's this mutant gene that essentially makes it so anything is possible, mm-hmm. right? Which is like Batman is fine. I like Batman a lot. Right, if I had to pick one superhero that was just like, this is the superhero that I like. It's fucking Batman because Batman is awesome. Sure, and Superman is super boring. <laughs> More like super boring. Am I right? Wow. Um, but the Avengers all seem like I ah oh God, I don't know. I don't know how to characterize this because it never seems like they were meant to exist in the same continuity. I think largely because they're just not, Hmm. they were not originally intended to exist in the same continuity. Whereas the X-Men it's like, all right, here's the world. There are mutations that can effectively cause anything to happen. And all of these characters, they were not just random characters made by different people in different worlds that we've roped in together because of, them having the same publisher, which is like the most meaningful attribute that a text can have. Uh Meaningless attribute is what I meant to say. Did I say meaningless? You said meaningful, but I I figured you were being sarcastic. Yeah. I I, I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. So it just doesn't, it doesn't hold. It's like, well, like you, you just went to wizard world. Like who the fuck cares about your stupid suit at this point? Right, but you somehow have to, like, take it seriously. And, like, Captain America, you're just a fucking guy. Like, Batman wouldn't work in that story either. But because Batman is in a place where... I mean, I Captain guess... Captain America is not just a guy, though. Well, he's a guy that's just been made extra strong, right? He's I mean, a super... He's, just like he's, a, a, he's a super soldier. He's just, like, a perfect... He's just, like, a perfect specimen of mankind. Or whatever. Thor's still a fucking god. Like... But I mean, that's
0: why you watch the Avengers movie, because Joss Whedon understands how to make all of those people relevant together.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: It's like Captain America is, he starts out in his movie as this kind of earnest, super skinny weakling who has a lot of heart, and then he has his whole arc, but in the Avengers movie, he ends up being the tactician who has actually seen battle
1: and knows how to like order troops around, well, and I, he ends up telling everybody what to do. And Thor hasn't, even though he's been alive for hundreds of thousands of years. And I mean, that's yeah, not- but Thor's new to Earth, though. Well, okay. It okay. Look, sure, I could no, I get, argue. I, get
0: I could argue with you about how this movie you haven't seen does a good I, no, job doing these things, sure. or you could see the movie I, and then we could argue you're, about you're, it.
1: No, you're you're right. I'm just saying that the I think the reason that I'm not inclined to get into it is because like. I can understand the Incredible Hulk and I can understand a movie about the Incredible Hulk, right? Like I can understand a movie about any one of these people if they're the only if they're the only thing that is extraordinary except like them and their opponent are the two things that are extraordinary, right? <laughs> but when you cram a bunch of it together and I guess it doesn't matter, right? Like if the storytelling is good enough and which is what you're saying is the truth, which I guess I believe. I mean I guess I could say the same thing about Buffy, because there are so many disparate elements taken from various legends and mythologies and different sort of fictional constructs all brought into one sort of continuity. The continuity is not actually important, right? Like only super, super nerds care about shit like that. I suppose. Right. What matters is that the episodes are fun to watch and make some kind of sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's not that I'm saying I think X-Men is better than the Avengers, and here's why. I'm just saying this is why I think I am more inclined to say, ah, let's go see this X-Men movie than I am, oh let's go see this Avengers movie. Oh, sure. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that I'm I'm sure that I'm wrong about that. The other the other thing that I did, which was pretty great, and uh, I kind of wish that I had done the, I had done this and Sleep No More in the wrong order. Uh, but there is a thing in San Francisco called the Speakeasy, which is like Sleep No More. You go in, and it's just like uh, it's sort of a cabaret on one end and a bar on the other end, and there's a couple different spaces in between the cabaret and the bar,
0: oh.
1: and the I got sort of early tickets, so we got we were in the cabaret and had a time for a couple extra drinks beforehand while they put on a little show. And when it when it sort of starts, there is suddenly this play happening all around you moving through the space, and you are just also moving you're free to move around among it. Awesome. Um and yeah, it was fucking great. It was so, I talked to you about Sleep No More, right? Yeah, I'm curious if we can get tickets for it. You should. If You should try very hard to do so because it is, I, I think, it is It is really expensive, but I think that you will find it to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in fact, I, like, how about if the company just pays for it? If you can get tickets, don't worry about what they cost and we'll reimburse you for it. Because um, oh, okay. I wrote that off as research Expense for entertainment properties that we create. So that's fine. So please, please, please do it if you can. Um, you might, you okay. might look into it now. I had to, I, I bought tickets ahead of time. I don't know how far ahead of time I would have had to have done it. Um, this it, sleep no more is really sort of weird and abstract mm-hmm. and the space is way, way, way bigger Right. And each individual part of it, it's like there's a room and this is like sort of the aesthetic theme of this room. This is what it's supposed to be. There's like different floors of Sleep No More that are that are very different locations and sort of different periods of time. This was a lot more unified in its sort of presentation of what it was because it's just a speakeasy. Right. And the characters were just unlike in sleep no more where it's they they basically don't speak this was mm. just a play except every once in a while it would get super weird and it was so fucking it was so good when it did like huh. i i don't skip skip forward like 10 minutes if a uh, listener if you're ever going to see this they're, they're shutting it down and it may never open again so i at a certain point i got to be able to talk about this like this but so in the cabaret the way that this sort of... The way that the thing sort of starts out. There's just, like, a vaudeville show, and they have dancing girls come out, and, like, whatever. They just do this sort of variety act. There was a ventriloquist. Like, I had never actually seen a ventriloquist perform before, and I did on Thursday night. And it was, like, exactly what you would expect. <laughs> like, it was, like... I feel like there are, like, eight jokes that a ventriloquist can make. Um, so then, at, sort of at the end of it, like, the guy the the sort of straight man from the vaudeville duo starts telling these jokes just sort of delivering one-liner jokes and slowly starts inserting just like ah buddy of mine got so drunk the other day he went home and beat his wife Right. And Mm. then one member of the audience just like laughs uproariously at that. And he just slowly starts threading more and more and more of these like terrible stories about the ways in which alcohol ruins people's lives and the lights dim. And then suddenly the dancing girls come in, but they're like dressed like they're going to church and they're carrying these lanterns. And the whole thing sort of turns into like this weird, spooky like temperance league meeting with people just sort of giving stump speeches about how terrible booze is. And it was so oh. fucking cool. <laughs> like it's like after they've just been like, after everybody is like already a couple drinks into the evening and they've been, you know, just the whole act has been kind of about drinking to just suddenly switch into that tone. And then just like, pow, it just switches back. And it was so fucking good. Like, huh. it, uh, man, it's something about. I always. Every time I see live theater, I think, why the fuck don't I do this all the time? Like, why don't yeah. I why don't I seek this out? Because this is a thing that you can't get anywhere else. And I, I get that that would probably I would feel less that way if I did it more often but like, ah man. And there was another one. There was another one that I, uh, because everybody's experience of this is different, right? Cause you can only be in one place at a time. Like me and the guy that I went with, we ended up spending most of our time in the casino just because we were having fun, like gambling and talking to people. And so we saw all of the scenes that took place in the casino of which there were a lot. Yeah. Um, but there was one other like super weird scene where it is revealed that maybe one of the characters is a ghost or something like, yeah. um, Or has been like one of them is just like a sort of a um, memory of a guy who died in World War One that only one of the other characters can see or something. Um, Hmm. But anyway, I didn't I didn't see that one. I just had it described to me. But it was another one of those things where there were a lot of spooky lighting changes. And then suddenly, like the lights go out for a while and then they come back on and all the characters are wearing gas masks. And then there's a scene and then it goes like so. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like, and this is, I can never figure out a way to express this without seeming elitist, Hmm. but.
0: Go ahead. I I don't care if you seem elitist. I I don't like you.
1: I don't think that that would work if the tickets weren't expensive. Mm -hmm. I think that if you let everyone in then you'd be so much more likely to get one person in there that would ruin it for everybody else. Uh-huh. It I mean just I don't like this is the thing like is it elitist to say or I mean on a on a more like sort of shallow and obvious and honest level is it racist to say that you're more likely if you go to a movie theater in a shitty part of town to have people screaming. And using their phones and being loud assholes during the movie. I have found that it is.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, like, the price of admission makes people more likely to take it seriously. Yeah. Which, like, I'm looking at the tickets for Sleep No More, and they're actually cheaper than the tickets for Hedwig. Oh, yeah. But that is, like, if you pay $10 to go to a movie, you might talk during it, but, like... You know, if I'm paying the better part of a hundred dollars just to be here, then maybe I don't know. Because for me it's there are other people around me and it will ruin their experience if I do this. So I'm not sure how that works for people who don't think that.
1: Yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like, is yeah. the kind of is the kind of person who is there a person who scrimps and saves to go to a thing that costs a hundred dollars And deliberately like is on their best behavior because they spent the money on this and they want to make sure and dedicate it themselves to it. Or is the kind of person that thinks that way going to behave normally, even if they go to a thing that was cheap. Right. I mean, that's the that's the just sort of thing that I don't I can never I can never figure out my feelings about this kind of thing. Like Max FunCon was expensive, And there was just a better class of people there than at other things. Hmm. You know, like there were just people with more going on. And the same same thing with the the same thing with there were fewer of that's that's also true. the Joko cruise was the exact same thing like that was expensive. So that that I think attracted the kind of people who were able to take a week off and still afford an expensive thing, which means you're probably doing something where you have a lot of autonomy Hmm. which makes it so you're more likely to be somebody that i find interesting Hmm. and i don't you know it's i it's it's i i always get myself in trouble talking about this because it just has been my experience that the more it costs to get into something the less likely you are to run into people who are like disruptive assholes I mean, I guess at a certain point that stops paying off because if I went to a place that was mostly filled with like country club types, they would probably be mean to me because of my shoes or whatever.
0: Yeah. I think there's also like, you paid a shit ton of money to get into this, but it's a thing where you're encouraged to just drink as much as you can. And so you're like, well, I'm fucking here. I'm just going to go crazy. And yeah. Like, there are people at the resort that we went to for our honeymoon that just kind of wrecked their own time, just kind of acting a fool. Yeah.
1: So I, I can see that happening. That was a that was the one disadvantage of it. both it it both at the speakeasy and at Sleep No More. I just got shit faced, <laughs> like. Uh, not not to the point where I like was embarrassing myself. It was just like, and I, this is gonna this is gonna be something that in in years past you would have made fun of me for. But I think that part of the reason that I am inclined to drink so much during these things is because the emotional load of it is so overpowering. Hmm. Right? It's just like I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how to describe it. But it just. Y- You just kind of get, for me at least, when I, like, I'm just so glad that something like that exists, and then I just start thinking about, like, all of the work that has to get done to make this happen, and the, the sort of, like, the way that society has to be in order for this to be just, like, this weird, like, sort of opulent thing that we can do like uh-huh. thinking about the resources that like just feeling so lucky that like we live in a place where rather than being concerned with our day-to-day survival we get to spend our resources on shit like this right. you know that that it's like i don't know i just uh, it's uh, it gets a little tricky to process and and i think it requires you to and and i i think i i, I understand on some level that in order to truly engage with it I need to throw off a lot of the things that I use to sort of keep myself sane day-to-day huh. day and really actually let myself commit to hmm. to being do you, there. Do you feel like you do that, you're
0: more likely to commit in that way to a theatrical performance
1: than, like, a movie? Oh, I mean the The time that i can the time that I can think of that I could sort of compare this to is like when you did that murder mystery birthday party uh-huh. right I think there, the reason that I tried at least to like all right, i there is nothing that is more uncomfortable to me than like playing a character, you know, or just like saying a thing that isn't true <laughs> and but but I will do it because. I like Josh, and it's his birthday, and I think that he's excited about this thing, and I don't want to be one of the group of people that I know is going to exist who are just dragging their heels mm. on this, right? Whereas, whereas with this, you know, with these things, it's, it, it was a lot easier with Sleep No More because you have a mask on, I right, know. and you know that anybody who has a mask on is just an asshole like you from the street and anyone who doesn't is one of the people that you need to stay out of their way so that they can put on the show but in in the speakeasy everyone is encouraged to wear period attire huh. and people go fucking nuts with it so you cannot tell like who is part of the show and who isn't so you kind of have to not I don't know. It's like, it's not even like breaking character. It's just like, you don't really know how to talk to somebody. So you end up just saying like, how's your night going or whatever, as opposed to like, you know, which tech company do you work for? (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're talking about, Sonny. Uh, Ah, man, it was good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I I I I don't think I've
0: ever... I've ever regretted going to see um, like a play or a musical. It's usually musicals with me, let's be honest. But uh, we just went and saw, we got free tickets through the program that provides theater tickets for underprivileged kids. They were like, hey, teachers, we have a couple of extra Leave tickets. Leave those kids but...
1: alone at home yeah, while you use their exactly. tickets to
0: see these. Oh, That was lovely. <laughs> oh. I I can't even respond to that. That was a good (laughs) pun. Uh, But uh, they're like, hey, so you can get the kids excited about seeing the show. Why don't you go, like, take your husband to see the show or take your wife? Because, you know, teachers can be men or women or both or neither. And we went and saw
1: this thing called Peter and the Star Catcher. Teachers can be women or lesbians, in my experience, if they're PE teachers. Uh, I I actually had a hmm. lot of male teachers uh, in in grade school. Yeah. So we had a,
0: we went to this thing called Peter and the Starcatcher, which was a like origin story of Peter Pan that went in weird kind of metaphysical directions and ended up being just charming and super awesome. And like the tickets to that were probably fifty or sixty dollars if you if you had to buy them, like some sucker. But when you see like all the people and all the scenery and all the shit that they have to do it's it kind of seems like it should be that much or more, and you kind of marvel at the fact that it exists at all. It's like we're we're basically creating a little movie for you, and we're doing it over and over again every night so that different people can come see it, but we're not recording it and yeah, I don't know i I've always enjoyed it
1: it was there was a there was a bartender there, so I like I figured since I was never going to be able to do this again, probably they might reopen it later in the year, but um, that I might as well just get all of the optional things. Because after after Kevin and his girlfriend went, he came back and he was like, I wish that I had done every other thing because it was like, you know, it was I was like. 80 bucks for the tickets or whatever. And then there was like 30 or $40 worth of add-ons that you could do. Uh And so I just got everything. So we got in early for the cabaret show, which was fucking spectacular. Like the end of that cabaret show was probably my favorite moment of the entire time. And then also we got into what I didn't realize was sort of an after party where like all the actors were also just in there out of character and drinking, Um, which was fantastic. Except of the bartenders was just sort of like, complaining about how little everyone involved in the show gets paid. Hmm. And so I remember having a conversation where, where cuz I was I, like I wasn't like acting like an asshole drunk, but I was like just drunk, drunk. And I remember saying huh. like, "Well, okay, so there's so there's this many people." And I remember just sitting there doing this mental math. Like there's this many people, if you wanted everyone who was working to make at least like thirty dollars an hour, which is a that's good, right? I mean, I, like I think if thirty dollars yeah. an hour is a lot of money, I guess it's not really realistically a lot of money to live in a city like this, but but still, like given the number of people that have to be on staff, if you wanted all of them to make thirty dollars an hour, how many me- like how much would you have to charge for tickets? And it came out to, like, three times as much as they actually charged for tickets. And I was like, well, okay, so what are you going to do? You know? Like, yeah. it, it's... The money has to come from somewhere, right? And that's, very, that's a very difficult to explain to the guy who washes the dishes, right? It's like, everybody feels like they're underpaid, but almost nobody no matter how high up they are, feels like they are overpaid.
0: Right. right?
1: In a small, in a small thing. I'm not talking about like the CEO of GM or whatever. I'm talking about like probably the guy that runs this thing, the guy that is at the top who all the money that doesn't go to the other people or to capital expenses goes to is probably not getting rich off of this right no. it's just it it's a thing that is expi- like renting that much space in san francisco has got to be really fucking expensive like it's it was in like the actually i don't know where it was <laughs> where we met was on the like on the front steps of a museum we had to go like talk to a guy and give the counter sign or whatever and then he just sent us like a couple blocks down the street into an alley
0: hmm. where
1: the entrance to the thing was um So I have no idea what kind of actual building it was in. But yeah, I don't know. I remember being kind of sad about that. I also like, I don't think that the people who work at Sleep No More make very much money. Like it's the kind of thing that you can't, that can't just be their job, right? Like they also have to be a waiter while they're doing this.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the, the show that we're going to do for the fearless theater company in the fall has a budget, like, for the first time, they're actually going to pay actors to do it, and it's, like, $100 for the entire run of the show. Yeah. But that's, yeah, you know, given the audience they expect to have and everything, that's kind of where you're at. So, I mean, you but you do it, right? You do it so that you can have done it, and because it's fun to do, and, like, not everything you love doing, you deserve to do for a living, I guess?
1: Yeah. But it's easy to see why someone would feel like they do, right? It's like, I- yeah. I- if you're like, well, okay, I'm good at this, so I should be able to make a living doing it. It seems to be a way that, you know, it's hard for me to get too head up about, like, ah, oh, can you believe what they're doing to people trying to monetize their YouTube videos? Like, well, can you believe that a thing that would have been unthinkably expensive five years ago is now free because YouTube gives it to you for free because I find that pretty hard to believe like I'm a guy that pays for fucking hosting and servers and so I know that that shit costs money so like something's got to give somewhere yeah I don't know I I don't want to start arguments about that so I think as long as I don't talk about that on the podcast where the real serious video game nerds are likely to get upset about it but it's like it nothing that somebody does with their own stuff is ever going to like surprise or outrage me I don't think Uh you know I mean that that, like that is obviously a broad statement that could be shot in holes shot in pieces into pieces that could have holes shot in it instantaneously yeah anyway I'm if somebody like monetizes
0: something in a way that is annoying to me I just won't give them money but I I don't think I'm going to be like, I can't believe the Angry Birds guys are yeah. you know, so sleazy trying to get money out of people like, eh. I mean, more like... They're providing a shit
1: ton of entertainment for free. I mean, more so. like Nintendo getting pissed off. Well, I mean, not even getting pissed off, but just Nintendo saying to people who play Nintendo games on YouTube and make money off of it, you can't do that. Right? Huh. This is our stuff. You're broadcasting our copyrighted material which you're fine to do you just can't make money from doing it and then everybody's like well why not like what well because it's not yours like Hmm. I mean it's just one of those things where it's like the right thing for them to do entirely because of the PR that you know the bad publicity that they're getting as a result of it is to let it happen but like the way that copyright and trademark laws work is so fucked up that who knows what that does right like yeah you know I'd,
0: for something like that i think that would be wise to just ignore it because they're i don't see them Missing revenue because of that.
1: Well, except that they want the revenue instead, right? Sure. That's and that's the. And to
0: my mind, then they should hire those guys to make their videos. Yeah. Or you know, make make them yourself, and as a company, make them better. But yeah, it's
1: it's just. Weird. I it's mean, it's to- the way the way that. I mean, we're a weird example of this, right? Like no one would have ever paid us to make KOL, right? Sure. Whereas if you, look at, if you look at it and say, well, KOL has made enough money over time that it would have made sense for us to have a publisher from the publisher's point of view in the uh-huh. beginning, right? This would have been a successful project, but it was only because I was able to m- get it off the ground for free along with the thousand other things that were getting off the ground that day. And this happened to be the one that took off, right? That's where, that's where shit like this is coming from. Like let's players making money is a thing that no one would have ever said like, Oh, let's do this. Let's start a division of our business. That is for like a guy playing our video game on video while making fart jokes. And then enough people will watch that, that we can make money by selling ads. Hmm. on it right so like these things that emerge organically because of the like weird quasi democratisation of the means of acquiring an audience but it's not super democratic hmm. right because you can't do it without the infrastructure of youtube which is just a wholly owned product of a company yeah that elects to offer its services to you for free But it's like once you give somebody something for free, they begin to believe that they deserve it, (laughs) whether it makes whether it makes any sense or not. And then when they start like people, I guess, are real pissed off at Minecraft because they are like changing the EULA such that companies that operate dedicated Minecraft servers are not allowed to like charge for server mods and stuff. Like I I don't I don't exactly know what the limitations are, but there is something that some people like doing that they just looked at and that will like I don't they're not okay with other people making money by selling sort of specific features of the software, which is weird. I don't I don't really know where they draw the line between like, you know, just paying someone to host a Minecraft server for you, which is just a server hosting thing. So it's I am. but that's the thing, like, you know, we've learned this a million times in KOL, like, you can't really take something away from someone without upsetting them, no matter no matter how much they never would have had it in the first place if you hadn't given it to them. And it's, you know, that's just the way people are. Hey, do you want to get to some uh, Kingdom of Loathing video game questions? Yep. Um, we'll never give them anything anywhere. Or because they'll just feel entitled to it in the future. Right. I'm going to start attacking these questions from both ends. Um, I've, I've added a feature. I've heard that's how you like to do it. That is how I like to do it from both ends at the same time. Uh, Hamfish says, I mean, damned fish, although this was from December 19th, so this was before the spooky Halloween uh, names. Uh, Sorry for all the questions. This question form is really handy, but a downside is that I can't go back and edit previous posts. Oh well. It just occurred to me that of the many fruits available in the kingdom, apples are not one of them, despite being extremely common in real life. There are several references to apples in the game. The fruit golem even throws some at you. They're just not an obtainable item. Is there a particular reason for this? Do they just dissolve on contact with adventurers? They have a bunch of mythical symbolism that would be appropriate for the kingdom, forbidden fruit, the tree of life, etc. so perhaps they could appear as a future garden item? I just really like apples, okay? Don't judge me it's kind of just well, how a, do you like these apples hamfish? it's kind of just like a joke at this point that there aren't any
0: apples right i mean there. so that means one of us should write some apple content and,
1: yeah because but and put it in not knowing it's a one of our running guys. yeah it's the one that we don't it's the one that we all know about there just aren't any apples but i don't know man I, like i'm not averse to it it just keeps not happening yeah you know what i mean I could see that
0: being something we reserved for a, guard, a garden spot. Yeah. Like making an orchard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, you'll get your apples, but you'll have to pay for them. Yeah, you might not have to pay us, though. You might just have to pay a bunch of meat to get them from somebody else in the mall. And Naked Juice says, Jit, could you sing this, please? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, Pepsi gives you AIDS. That was my. So, why, why? did he want you to do that? Because that was my. That was my Coke advertising campaign from several years ago. Ah, uh. they just have Britney Spears sing a song about how Pepsi gives you AIDS. <laughs> uh, we're says having purchased my monster manual just as you were revamping the hidden city I realize I will never again see the ancient protector spirit that dropped the obsidian dagger and he's basically saying he misses that guy and he wonders if we'd consider a mechanism to allow us to fight retired monsters again yeah I at, at a certain point the list of monsters that you can't get the factoids for anymore is going to be large enough that it will make sense to do something about it um, so it'll happen someday we try now to not make any factoids go away forever um, I think we may have fucked up with, uh, uh nightstands. Although did we copy the factoids over for many of the original nightstands? I
0: don't, re- um, I don't remember. I don't think so because the- they ended up, yeah, they ended up being different, stif- different types. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Uh, Monkey style says I could have sworn I saw in a previous transcript that you were amenable to the idea of us being able to donate to the hot dog stand from Hanks assuming I'm not misremembering this is it still going to be a thing or have you changed your mind well as long as people keep saying stuff about it in January of this year uh, then it'll still be uh, fresh to mind Valera says if people could have any one superpower in the world which one would you be most scared of your neighbors choosing
0: the ability to blow up your neighbor's house with your power of your mind Do you think they would if they could?
1: What have you done to your neighbors Uh, to make them so upset? I would be really scared that I would piss them off. Yeah. I mean, most of my neighbors already like are going to get their own planets when they die, which if that's not a superpower, I don't know what is getting your own planet without having to die first. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I guess that's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind if they have it, have that power. What don't I want? Um, You know, I think my neighbors just have a a, a, a sort of a... a, Their their approach to me is one of sort of cautiously ignoring me. I think one of my neighbors on one side is like more or less so far away. Like all of the Mm. stuff in my yard that is sort of opaque and impassable is in between me and him. And all of the stuff in his yard is likewise like that. So it's just like we might as well not be neighbors. Um,
0: I think I wouldn't want my neighbors to have heat vision because I think if you have heat vision for a little while, you just end up using it for ill because there are so few things that you can do with it for good. Okay. So are like, well, I heated up some burritos, but I can just do that in the microwave. And I, you know, I went outside and I started my bonfire, in my fire pit, but I could have just done that with matches. Well, I guess a life of crime is the only thing. The yeah, they're like not boring. Damn it! I have this superpower. I should just set shit on
1: fire all the time. Aelita says, "Will we be able to do anything with the warbear potions after the event?" Yeah, boil them, chop them up, put them in a stew. Mm. You can make broiled warbear potions, boiled warbear potions, warbear potions cocktail. That's all I know about war bears. <clears throat> Mike Hunt says, Every time you guys release bear related content, I hope for a set of weapons called bear hands. These would just be tiny bears strapped to your hands for the purposes of mauling things with my bear hands. Will this dream ever become a reality? <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, love Me says, How long has Jick had a question and or comment, fetish? The whole time, Love Me. The whole time. Cockerbunk says, the thing with Scully sending out the hot chocolate was really nice. I don't like using things that are in such limited quantities, though. Any chance we could get a magically refilling Scully hot cocoa cup? I know, looking gift horses in the mouth, but it'd be nice. I could see doing something like that again in
0: the future. That's why I gave you two. Yeah,
1: so you could have your cocoa
0: and eat it, too. Yeah, you could use one and put one in your display case, because I knew if I gave people one, nobody would drink it. And I don't know why that... I don't know why it seemed important to me that people actually use one of them and use them up but uh, it did
1: yeah i mean it's you know it's nice that's like because you want you weren't designing a collectible right i mean the the fun of a cup of cocoa is in the drinking of it not in the having of it and so you wanted it to be a cup of cocoa in some meaningful way as opposed to like a trophy participation in the cocoa thing you know Hmm. 2014 um, Bread Tower says, what's in duck sauce? The ducks. Is it really? <laughs> duck sauce? I have no idea. I think it's sauce that you put on ducks. I'm going to say mm. orange juice and... Yeah, I mean you want some kind of
0: orange flavor with your duck, that's... If Looney Tunes has taught me anything. Drano. Hmm. I'm a terrible cook. Carbolic acid? mm Hmm bucolic uh l- landscapes laconic l- farmers <laughs> okay uh, mm. just find a find a laconic farmer and if you can get him to talk to you ask him how he makes duck sauce yeah platonic solids
1: mm-hmm. um, sonic screwdrivers huh they should make <laughs> they should make a video game called sonic screwdriver uh which is where you're you're sonic the hedgehog but you're like a taxi driver for prostitutes (laughs) and so you have to get them it's like crazy taxi but everyone is a prostitute (laughs) and occasionally do you pick up a prison guard Uh, everyone oh yeah yeah every (laughs) what would a world be like where everyone was a prostitute like like on the one hand, everybody would be so sick of fucking that like there would just be no fucking anymore because it would always be like a busman's holiday. Does one of them just pay the other always or do they always have to pay each other?
0: Yeah, that is the thing. Or do do eventually if one of them works harder than the other, there's maybe a deficit you have to make up. Mm. Yeah, I don't know
1: uh exarch says so how long until a few people with a warbear black box get to find out what it does and the hmm, uh, hmm. next now hoping mr s gets some warmer weather and doesn't chatter when talking because of the cold that's warm now and that question is answered uh how did you know the cold slap this cold snap was coming said primavera angel hair clearly the super cold warbear event predicted it
0: I'd, i'm a weather nut I'm just constantly checking the weather and the five-day forecast and the seven-day forecast and the hourly forecast. So, yeah, if a cold snap's coming out, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to know about it. Granite Grizz says, first, I want to thank Mr. Scully for the cocoa. Second, I was wondering what your favorite and least favorite parts of Crimbo have been for each of you now that it's over. Jeez, I don't even remember.
0: A while ago, at, m- at best. I liked the bears. Yeah, the, the war bears, they were nice. I liked all the little um, non-combats and their clever titles. Yeah. What were your fa- what was your favorite clever title? Were they all just well, jokes was, about bears? Well, they were all like make love not war bear. Okay. War bears, what are they good for?
1: War bear, war bear never changes. His pants. There's
0: the the War Bear of the Roses. <laughs> was probably my favorite okay. when you find the guy who's the the florist for the
1: War Bears. Okay. Um Anagram says, I am terribly addicted to Dreadsylvania. I wonder if he still is. I know uh, I say this to you guys constantly, at least to Jick, but for the love of God, I want a t-shirt. How could you possibly release something so awesome and I can't even get a lousy t-shirt? Also, I apologize if there is a t-shirt and I'm just too much of a nitwit to notice, in which case, please point me to the t-shirt. Also, I hope you're not frozen, Mr. Scullet. Thank you again for the hot chocolate. The first time my eyes skated over that word, I thought he said hot custard. Like, yeah. what? No problem, bro. Yeah. Ah, man. I don't know. What would a Dreadsylvania shirt look like? The, just the map? Or the giant castle? Yeah. I guess I could just say, Welcome to Dredsylvania" and be the map with the silhouette mm-hmm. on it with none of the things, uh, none of the map indicators uh, added. But I mean, That wouldn't be a hard shirt to make. I don't, that you're the only person who's asked for one. Um, uh, Wolf 82 says, Did you and Mr. Skullhead ever settle disputes via fisticuffs? If so, who usually wins? If not, who would you put your money on? I would put my money on Mr. Skullhead. I don't know. Like,
0: both of us are way too much... Way too, like, self-aware to get in a physical fight, I feel like. You mean, like, we're too much of a... We're too much a pussy? <laughs> yeah, collectively, we're too much a pussy.
1: Yeah, like, I... It's hard for me to imagine getting so angry that I wouldn't think about how fucked up potentially the rest of my life would be because of the injuries (laughs) that i would sustain in a single fight at the very least it's gonna ruin your week and i mean at this point like i fuck something up on my body and it takes like two months to get better yeah um trigger says Hey guys, two questions. Can I have the key to the sunken chest? I just want some sweet, sweet booty. And hideous eggs, why do they know do nothing anymore? Sincerely, try double gutter. Wait, t- T-R-I-Double gutter. Okay. Uh, hmm also loved crimbo this year it was awesome it was different challenging and most of all enjoyable well cool thanks for 10 years of amazing content and gameplay i'm happy to say i've been there through almost all of it well i'm happy to have had you here for almost all of it and i hope you're still around i'm so glad that we finally created a uh, an enjoyable crimbo yeah Uh, Boba Fett says, Is there any chance of a new copying item in the month in the future? I ask because I see a lot of players who have accounts created within the last year who seem interested in quickening their ascensions and looking for something like Putty or Rando, but they find themselves turned away by the steep cost of no less than two Mr. A's in the mall. I'm really fond of all the recent monthly items, and you're doing great work. Thank you for making this fantastic time sink of a game, and I hope you're all keeping warm. Man, it's hot as fuck today. And... I'll... I don't know when... I don't know at what point I will feel like it's like that That copying mechanic is kind of clumsy in the way that it actually works in a lot of stuff. And I would almost rather like wait until it's out of season for a challenge path and just make a better, easier, and more fun version of it than having to mess with sharing counters with all the existing ones. And so ending up with a situation where we can never make anything any more straightforward than whatever the least straightforward thing we came up with that did this in the past was. But I don't know. I hadn't hadn't really explicitly thought about that mechanic as an item of the month thing in a while. Um, Seems like people like the grill. I'm happy about that. N.J. Wang says a similar thing. What are you going to make a familiar to replace the organ grinder? 50 million is too much. Um, It's weird that that, I guess that's just older. It's weird that that one is so expensive.
0: So what is his, what is it about the organ grinder that people find useful? I think
1: the boss pies is the the sort of critical, it's the, the, the killer app of that one. Skippy Zippy oh, says, okay. The favorite food and drink section on my character sheet links to my consumption stats, but the one on my profile is seen by other players does not. Can we have an option to let other players see it? Uh oh, huh. I don't know why that's. I don't know why that's like that. Um, 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 um. All right. I'm going to switch. Uh, stop answering old ones and start, uh, answering new ones. Poisonous Spike says, Today, back when Hodgman was being designed, how did you think people would kill his hardest form? You know, we honestly didn't think about it. Um,. I think that we may have introduced that pufferfish spine as a thing that might work, but we didn't actually, we did not actually ensure that it was possible because we sort of decided to deliberately not do that. Because if it turned out to be impossible, then we could always make a way of doing it. But if we came up with a way of doing it, we wouldn't sort of get the fun of seeing The weird things that people could come up with on their own to do it so yeah that's why blue scream says I keep forgetting that the pool table isn't usable and slow and steady why doesn't it have the out of style tape that the other clan items have I think it might just be newer than trendy so anything that's in there that's newer than trendy didn't get that art on it I should have done that like the toilet paper where I could just tell hot stuff to add that to it um or just used a generic this-is-off-limits thing. Uh, Fru Moogle says, Hey guys, longtime player, many th- time writer. I just bought Word Realms, and I really like it, but I was wondering if by calling my character Josh, I unlocked a secret character. If so, that's cool, but I was hoping there was a way to make my avatar the one I designed at the character creation page. Nothing personal to Mr. Scullet, I mean, whoever this secret character is. Otherwise, enjoying the game, a guy named Josh. You're just gonna have to misspell your own name if you don't want that to happen. Sorry. <laughs> that that's what unlocks that. Yeah, huh? well, that's one of them. I think, yeah. I think uh, it, it supports a variety of nicknames for you also. Fuckface. Yeah. MC Face mm. says, Hi, Jick. Also, hi, Scully. Back when the mini-adventure was still something a lot of people cared about. Oh. There was talk about adding the ability to reset your familiar's class every two weeks-ish. Is this still something you would consider adding, assuming it's not a whole crazy amount of work to do? I think it's not a whole crazy amount of work to do. It's just a matter of, like, they're not being... This is one of those things that will get put off because it's not, like, the line item on the to-do list is not do this thing. It is figure out what this thing is and do it. Right? Like, I don't know where you put... I guess in the, in the time since then, we've done the thing where there's, like, a link to talk to a familiar to make him do something, right? Yeah. Um... Hexatomb says, is it possible to get a way to see previous podcast questions we've submitted? Maybe an option in the messages page to list everything the account has submitted with timestamps, etc. That way the shitty people like me who submit a lot don't end up repeating things they've already submitted. While I would also like to see a way way to see if it was read, but that's probably excessive. Um, you know, I guess I wouldn't be super averse to letting people see that on the interface for submitting the questions. Wax says, will the disembodied offhand ever become a thing? I don't know. Yeah, i had to figure out what to call it. Disembodied left hand? The mm. left hand of dorkness? Aye. Hey. Huh?
0: I had to explain that to my son this week, and he's still trying to process it. That you're left-handed? Like, yeah, Then uh, <clears throat> he's like, I notice you're writing with your left hand, and I write with my right hand. It's way easier to write with your right hand. You should probably try it. Mm. And it's like, seriously verbatim. That's what he said. And so I tried to explain that when I write with my right hand, it's like it is when he writes with his left hand. And he, he, he's still not quite there. He's still... He went, oh, okay. And then a couple of minutes later, you know, you really should try writing with your right hand. Did, it is so much did easier. Did you do it? Did you demonstrate? Oh, you know what? I should. We were in the car, so I couldn't demonstrate it right then. Hmm. But yeah, I should show him. You were too busy struggling
1: to shift gears. <laughs> Right. Um, uh let's see. Skullfark Souls says Since uh contactless players are shaded blue and who is, can we get ignored players shaded red or something as well? Don't ignored players just not show up? I hmm. think they just don't show up at all. I am not going to do a thing. I'm never going to agree to a thing that draws attention to the people that you have ignored, because the fact that you want that can mean nothing other than just bullshit drama. Yeah, (laughs) like if you're ignoring someone, it's because you don't want to see them, not because you like want to make a point of ignoring them. Hamfish says, I mean, damned fish says we spend a lot of time trying to rescue the king of loathing, but is there a queen? What's her deal? Did uh, did King Ralph in the in the John Candy movie <laughs> have a queen? What all fat people look the same to you? Yeah, uh-huh. you know, in the John Belushi that was, in that the, was Chris Farley. in the John
0: Belushi movie. All fat people named John. Roseanne
1: Barr. It's King, King Ralph and he had a King love interest. Ralph and Queen Roseanne. Was it Roseanne Barr?
0: No, <laughs> but he did have a love interest. I forget who she was.
1: Um she died tragically mm. and he never remarried that's that's canon Starwood says fabric softener combat item says that it softens all the parts of it that are similar to fabric it should do something special on sheet ghosts and plaid ghosts oh yeah we should just we could just have a um, uh, like a like a thing that you know a, a special property that indicates whether a thing is made of fabric or not yeah. And then we could do... Then we can go and tag all of the monsters. Yeah, we could do a content familiar. I mean, we could tag both of the monsters, because I think there's only two of them that are that, are, that made are made. Two monsters that are made out of fabric? You think yeah, so? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody would tell us. You know, yeah. people will always tell us if a skeleton isn't marked as a skeleton because the bone saw doesn't work on it, or if a ghost isn't marked as a ghost because you can't pinch it. Um, right. But... Yeah. Uh, and then we could do, like, a content familiar that opens up... Uh, the laundry room. <laughs> no, mm. the sheet scape. Uh, cape scape. Mm. What's the realm where everything is made of cloth? Mm. Kingdom of clothing. Uh, the mm. textilania. Mm. Textile. Textile aisle. Oh, the, text the textile. Yeah. Oh, ah, everything here, there's just aren't any pictures. <laughs> no, it just, yeah. Uh-huh. Dr. Capitalism says, thanks for the recommendation of On Stranger Tides, Jick. I've got about ten percent left to read according to my Kindle, and so far it's been hitting my weird fiction sweet spot. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's a good book. You should read that book, Mr. Skelette, if you haven't already. I will do my It's best. about pirates. In return, may I recommend the sad tale of the brothers Grossbart? I won't waste valuable radio time pimping it to you, as all the relevant info is on the Amazon page, but it was a pretty good read when I read it a couple years ago. Thank you. I have uh I have noted that and maybe I will get to it. Um I found out about a book that I think is from the seventies that I want to read called The Inverted World. Um Huh. It is it was described like it just came up on uh a video game podcast that I listen to where I guess it's a story about how like a world in which the as you get further and further away from a certain point like reality distorts in weird ways um and it seems interesting it's like a novel that was expanded from a novella I don't know which one to read I never know what to do with that, right? Because I read the short version of Flowers for Algernon, and I don't know that I feel like I need to read the long version of Flowers for Algernon. Yeah. I almost feel like it worked so well as a short story that the novel could could only harm my impression of it. Yeah, I think you're allowed. I think that's acceptable if you've read the short story version of something. You don't have to read the long one. The Conqueror Worm says... Any chance we could use the remains of Ed to make a sour toe cocktail and then links to the sour toe? You've heard about that, right? Uh Uh-huh. You have, right? Yes. Okay. It's, I mean, that seems like one of those things that reads as really gross, but probably isn't gross at all Hmm. to actually do. You know, I would do that. Ain't ain't nothing gross about a toe. There was like an... You could get like uh, a, you could get Chris Farley
0: from uh, <clears throat> The Big Lebowski to get you a toe. He can get one in
1: like an hour with nail polish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that that movie has both Chris Farley and Chris Farley in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that Philip Seymour Hoffman counts as a fat comedian? <laughs> do you think Philip Seymour Hoffman is like in the set of John Belushi, Chris Farley? <laughs>
0: I don't know if I would call him either fat or a comedian. Yeah, I don't. I don't. During his
1: lifetime, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would. Call him. He's certainly not fat now. Now he's a skeleton. I don't have to give him time. I don't know. He's you know he's he's a method actor. He's like, well, time to be a skeleton. I'm just going to fucking commit to it. Um, <laughs> method actor. He's a yeah. Methodist actor. Uh, damned fish says the think nerd grab bag doesn't let you get a shirt if you already have one, which makes sense because the random enchantments, but it still applies even if your current shirt is in Hanks, which is annoying since I always forget to sell mine before ascending any chance that we could use the grab bag in hardcore to automatically pull the shirt in Hanks. If it's there, that is a great idea for how to handle that actually. Um, and I'm going to leave that there. Uh, let's see. People ask in may says when in a message or a PM or using the who command produces, uh, invalid channel name yeah I that is weird and I don't exactly know why I think it's just trying to use the their player ID as a channel and that really shouldn't happen um, would it be possible to change that to ping the ping if the user is online in a way status etc yeah that is not a bad idea um, to have yeah. it just say yeah you are this is a private message conversation with whoever that person is currently not online or that person is currently away child says kilt tilt tint hint hunt hunk huck duck dick okay good kilt to dick while on the subject jake when you were in portland how many unikilts did you see you Util- unikilts <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs>
0: this
1: uh, hmm. uh, utilikilts any unicyclists anyone riding a unicycle wearing a kilt playing the bagpipes i saw literally that last year i've never been to portland so zero Hmm. I think I'm going. You've never been no, to Portland? No, I've never been to Portland. I've never been to Portland. I'm either. going to Portland for the first time in October.
0: Were you going to kill your wife and burn down your home first? Yeah.
1: Sick. So, uh, I don't remember the other lyrics to that. I remember, I still remember when we bought that album. Or is that that's a Bucky It's Fellini, Bucky right? Fellini, yeah. We we yeah. didn't know like I went into Hastings knowing that I wanted a Dead Milkman album because Doc Galactic had told me that if I liked They Might Be Giants, that I would also probably like the Dead Milkman. So I went and I got We chose that album. We were just looking at all the Dead Milkman albums, and we chose that one because it had a song on it called I Am the Walrus. Uh, and then I remember listening to it. And it was like, wow, that song was really bad, and that song was the reason that we chose this album. And I remember that being an album that took me a long time to sort of come around on. Like, I Mm. found the first couple listens to pretty off-putting. But. I think I immediately loved Blood Orgy, The Atomic
0: Fern. Yeah, okay. Because that was so strange. And the couple that were in The More Singing Than Screaming. Yeah. But then eventually, like, God, every I love every track on that.
1: I can never remember the, the name of pit. the one of them that is the one who sings, and the, not the one who screams. Rodney Anonymous is the one who screams, but they had like pseudonyms that they changed every album. So like H.P. Yeah, H.P. Hovercraft is whatever. Like, I think maybe Joe Jack Talcum is the 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 one who sings. Huh. um I thought they were the same guy. No, no, it's two guys. That it's the same person's vo- no, voice. No, it, it was two guys. The, the, the one who sings, the one who did the sort of lead on uh, Punk Rock Girl, is a, sort of a more taller and skinnier and kind of more mousy looking guy. Huh. Um, yeah, so that's weird. That's like, a, like early fanhood of They Might Be Giants not knowing... Which seems super obvious now that there are two different singers. Oh yeah, you know yeah. it's so it's so hard to it's so hard to put yourself in the position before you find that out. Um, shaken, not stirred says, "Hey guys, I've just recently gotten around to checking out the yearly content familiar and uh, or the yearly content familiar content from the Grimstone Masks. Super fun stuff. Thanks for the joy. Well, thanks for the feedback, shaken, not stirred." Night says, grammar error. This combination of a piping hot shot of whiskey and a near boiling beer would be the perfect refreshment for a day on the beach if it was an Arctic beach. Should be if it were an Arctic beach. Is that necessarily true? Relax, bro. (laughs) I'm going to have to say on that one, relax. No, but I mean, mean, he, he might be right about that, right? But it's it's weird, like. I should put on my raincoat if it is raining. As opposed to, I should put on my raincoat if it are raining, right? I should have put on my raincoat if it was raining. I know that's a different...
0: It should be, I should have put on my raincoat if it was raining, but in case it were raining, I should wear my raincoat. I should, I don't
1: know. It's, it's, I forget what that's <sighs> called. I only, I only learned about that particular. It's not even a tense. I think it, it's not a tense or a, is it a it's, case? No, I don't think tense? it's a case either. It might, it might be a case, but it's a weird, it's a weird thing, right? It's a weird outlier in German and English. Mm-hmm. But they both, they both sound okay to me. In a way that leads me to believe that I mean, although I feel the same way about lay and lie, and that drives you fucking crazy, right? Yeah. I, f- I feel like those are those are so comprehensively mistaken at this point that the the correctness needle has just swung to neutral. Um, I, know. I know, I know, I know. Like I I can I, I feel like there are things where you feel that way about something and I don't. I can't think of one right off the bat because um, right. I feel like you are generally about 105% of me in terms of feeling that way about language errors and changes um, yeah probably but I don't think that that's wrong enough that I'm going to change it It it's it's a strange thing though because it's just like one of those things where English helper words it it's like conjugations of to be are effectively as arbitrary as prepositions which are 100% arbitrary no. right I mean there there are some things that usages of you know in often means like inside of something but like just in case I can't think of a counterexample. I'll say just in case like Because in the case of something, it's like under the circumstances. What the fuck is it under? You know, uh, like and, and this seems like one of those things where it's like no one would ever get that right on the first try if you didn't explain it to them, which means that it is probably a feature of the language that is not super fit for survival. Sure, I mean, like I just kind of feel about a lot of those things. Like, inflammable is just a bad word. Yeah, and that needs to go away. You know, and it will. I mean, it will. Like, it's. I'm not saying it's a bad word because you evaluate it and you think, oh, this is dumb and and should go away. It's just it can't last the way that yeah. it is. It's it's unfit for survival. Um, you know, I mean, I wonder if that's how we lost thee and thou is because the only way to get those right was to just try real hard to get them right. But people yeah. got them wrong so much of the time that they just got replaced with words that were always correct. Yes, you right. know, so, but then why did they go away in English but not in German? You know, why did... At some point, English threw off the shackles of, like, gendered words, which... And everybody else didn't. Yeah, which is super weird. (laughs) I mean, which means that 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 can't just be what it seems to me, which is just a crazy arbitrary trait that why would it be like that? Um, You know, I mean, I don't meaningfully think of, like, ships as having gender. Right? I don't think of anything that isn't alive as having a gender. What about a dildo? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is a dildo
0: male? Or is it, by virtue of being inanimate, even though it is shaped like male genitalia, it's, it doesn't have a gender?
1: Huh, that's a good question. I mean, I guess, is a wax sculpture of Barack Obama a he? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an it. Right. Where? uh, Yeah. But the statue would be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where do you want? Where do you want me to? Although I would say, you know, Thomas Jefferson, our office hat mascot is male. (laughs) I would say, Yeah, I guess you would say, like, where do you want want me me to to put put him? him? Because it calling Thomas Jefferson, it would be insulting. But that's different. That's an object, right? In the same way that I guess that a statue sure. of Barack Obama is an object. But I guess a right. dildo is an object.
0: It is. I mean, I guess if you formed an emotional attachment with the dildo. If it had eyes on it, I would be more likely yeah. to consider it male. Just so like one on each testicle? <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. Or, you know, above. So it just looks like um, that guy from the Moss Eisley Cantina whose mouth kind of looks like balls. Right, Hey, walrus man. Says no, not walrus man. Fuck. What's the guy with the blue skin? Who's Panda Baba? Maybe. Ma- mons Pubis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Mon, Mon Pubes Ma, the leader of the rebellion, <laughs> who got thrown out because they all the meetings didn't right. get taken seriously. Um.
0: Well, anyway, that was a good... I'm surprised that searching for a Star Wars guy with balls on his face doesn't bring that up.
1: Yeah? Because I'm not making that up right. That really is a guy that looks like his mouth is balls.
0: Yeah, and he's got, like, a
1: walrus-looking top of his face. I mean, I'm sure that somewhere there is a webpage that is just, like, the cast of characters from the Mos Eisley Cantina. They mm-hmm. made action figures of, like, all of them. And... My dad really liked all those guys, and so those were some of the first ones that I got. So, like, I yeah. had a hammerhead action figure or whatever. Like, I think he also liked that their names were so stupid. Like, I think he appreciated <laughs> that, like, oh, okay, so that guy, you know, with the horns on his face is called Horn's Face or whatever. Like, just this sort of George Lucas style.
0: Until they kind of retrofit them all with names that were, that looked like... That that had the same cadence as the ones that he had already come yeah, up. Yeah, like Bar
1: Queen Dan, the the lead whatever player of that jizz band.
0: <laughs> jizz band. Yeah. Did
1: did jizz not exist as a name for as a, as a word that meant ejaculate in the seventies?
0: You would think.
1: I don't know. I think it probably did and nobody told him. I mean, it also could be argued that it didn't matter what you called it. So even if he knew, right, he'd be right. like, oh, let's just call it jizz. No one will ever see this because who the right. fuck would care? You know, but it just got written down somewhere, maybe in a novelization of the movie. Right. Did Alan Dean Foster write the novelization of story for whatever fucked up reason? Yeah, I've like, never did. read that. Like, I read a bunch of movie novelizations as a kid, and Star Wars was my favorite thing in the world, but for some reason, I never read the Star Wars novelization. Huh. And I don't understand how that's even possible. I think maybe I just never... I mean, I forget that when I was a kid, I couldn't just get anything that I wanted... As long as what I wanted Mm. was, like, a book or a movie or a video game or whatever, you know? Like, there was both not a ubiquity of access, and also I just didn't have any money of my own. Uh, Yeah. You know, and so, like, even later, when I did, like, have some money that I could, you know, just buy books or whatever, I was always kind of limited by what was available at a store, because eBay didn't exist.
0: I think that that was a book that I got from the library. Oh, okay and read it and then like went to an alan dean foster signing of something and asked him if he wrote that and then i had a copy of the book that was missing its cover because it was one of the remaindered books that they sold for cheap oh right that they're not they're supposed to have destroyed
1: alan dean and he was
0: he was nice enough to sign that and say yeah i did that instead of like you shouldn't have this book Hmm uh the guy is panda baba by the way and i have no idea where that was hiding in my brain that's that i said that immediately
1: alan is alan dean foster still alive Yeah, i'm pretty sure he lives in prescott he lives in prescott doesn't he like he lives in the town that we grew up in so um Jihus Dewey says, this is weird. Have you ever seen this bottle of tequila before? And then he links to uh, Espolone tequila. Uh, I think you would like it. It has a bunch of skeletons and one is even riding a war chicken with a spoon. It is pretty great. The day after you sent me this, I saw I like went into this restaurant that I eat at once a week. And I sat at the bar in about the same spot that I sit at. And directly in front of me was a bottle of that tequila, which was huh. weird. Um, I mean, I, I had probably seen it before. When I looked at the thing that you linked to, I did not recognize that I had seen it before. I'm sure that I had seen it before, but my attention wasn't drawn to it until, you know, it had been brought to my attention this way, but it's it is always so weird to me when stuff like that happens because it it is kind of simultaneously terrifying that so much goes on and what of it you notice? is largely because of factors that are out of your control. Right. Uh And so it makes me just feel like paying attention is a thing that isn't even really on purpose in some Mm. cases, but then it's also exciting because of all the fun ways in which you could manipulate it on purpose, just knowing that. And so it's yeah. Anyway, that thank you for sending that because it allowed me to have that interesting experience. And also that is a pretty cool tequila label. It does in fact have some it skeletons is. on it.
0: It combines all of the things that I like: tequila and skeletons. <laughs>
1: and one of the things that you like. What's that? Skeletons. skeletons. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't know that you like tequila all I don't, that much. I mean, I don't dislike tequila. I don't.
0: Uh, it's not gonna be they like if you're gonna have a glass of some liquor to. Sip. Yeah.
1: You're going to go gonna go for a whiskey or a scotch, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, you you colon tequila colon colon me colon whiskey. Um, Stumps McGee says, "I just wanted to see that the Twitch stream was pretty cool. I was in and out though, so there is the recording of it anywhere. Yeah, if you go to the Twitch URL, there is a recording of it uh, that I am told will never be auto deleted, even though most Twitch streams are auto deleted because uh, the the Gun Run hooked us up because the Gun Run is a cool, cool, cool bro." No. Uh, also, based on spoilers from the stream, I am looking forward to the storm-themed familiar next month. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, in May, and uh, that was the grill. That was the grill is what that was. Bobble says, "Have you made much progress workshopping your fuck pocket joke?" <laughs> no, no, I can't figure out what to do with it. It because no, like it always has to be explained, right? So yeah. the only like I could write a scene. I can imagine writing a scene in a movie or something where there was a guy saying, "You know, keep your belt tight," and then the second character says, "Why are there a lot of pickpockets around here?" And the first guy says, "Worse, there's a lot of fuck pockets." <laughs> right? But even then, the keep your belt tight doesn't work because that's not a thing that stops people from getting their dick into your pocket or their hand. Yeah, like. Um, but, you know, maybe be careful in this crowd. What are their pickpockets? Worse, fuckpockets. So that's a good scene, right? Fuckpockets. Because that's like, that's like yep. probably, there's an economy of language there and the there is enough. There is enough to make it so you can understand the joke. Right. Okay. All right, good. So yeah, we, we just go. made all the progress. I was your silent Bobble. partner yeah, in... Yeah. in in your workshop, uh, Saint Intergalactic says, "Thanks for the live stream. It was radical. It brought me back to actively playing as opposed to just listening to the podcast." Oh, neat. Uh, I was wondering, could a few buttons be added to the top of the consumables part of the inventory page that would jump down to booze and miscellaneous? I'm sure a Grease Monkey script could add that functionality for me, but it seems so basic. I think it would be re- it would be reasonable to have it there natively. Thanks again for all the tubular things you provide for us. <sighs> while while I think that that would be good, I am always reluctant at this point to do anything to the native interfaces that makes it so they have more stuff to click on rather than less um maybe in the cases maybe in the case where you have the advanced sorting and filtering turned on I could add those links there because that's a thing that you've done to yourself um yeah oh man uh that thing that people had been asking for that I agreed was a good idea Uh, where there will be a tab on your inventory that just shows you the last, like, 30 things that you've gotten so that you just have, like, a one-stop place that you can go to to see the new things that you've gotten is, like, already done and in testing on dev and I think could probably be pushed out because it's so hard for me to imagine anything going super wrong with that. The only thing that's going to be weird about it now is that there will be, like, weird false positives because there are places where... As far as the game knows, you've acquired an item, but it is not meaningfully new to you. Like when you unequip something, you acquire the thing that you had equipped. Right. And I don't know that we've caught every false positive that's going to be generated by something like that. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a feature that I'm excited about. So this is. This is long, but I want to I want to talk about it. One, Quine says one. Just wanted to thank you guys for changing the Black Forest and the Black Knight. It really bugged me when I first started playing the game many years ago. The first podcast question I ever sent in was about it. The forum posts in response to the change were really awful. Uh, mods had to go in and clean house, and the thread is still gross to read. This makes me think there's a segment of the player base that were not reading the monster in the parodic spirit you guys wanted, and so it was genuinely, if only slightly, harmful. Two. Anyway, you guys never discussed my main worry about the Black Knight, so I wonder what you think about it. The reason that the N word is socially prohibited has nothing to do with its meaning. You can see this by the fact that it's not acceptable for a white guy to quote rap lyrics using the n-word or tell a joke using the n-word. Uh, when you quote someone else's use of the word, you make it clear that you don't endorse whatever sentiment is behind it. Wait, sorry. When you quote someone else's use of the word, you can make it clear that you don't endorse whatever sentiment is behind it, but you still rightly feel squeamish using it. That's why so many people write n-word even when having theoretical discussions about it like this one. I mean, I do not, I would not say the n-word if I was having a conversation about the word nigger, right? Because yeah. I don't... It's it's not even like refusing to bow to people who are trying to enforce some kind of propriety on me the way that a lot of people would feel about it. I just think that it's harmful to the discourse to not be able to address things by their names... And yeah. a word is its name. Um- so, Quine continues. The same is true for stereotypes and parodies, etc. It's not acceptable to quote them. You guys kept saying that the Black Knight was okay because it was a reference, but that sounded to me like putting the N word in the game and saying it was okay because you were quoting a rap lyric, but you would never have done that. I think the arguments for why you would quote the N word also directly translate into arguments against including the Black Knight as a reference. Black people have more social license to use the N word, and white people do not, even if they're quoting something a black person said. Similarly, black people have more social license to make jokes about black stereotypes, and white people do not, even if they are directly quoting or referring to something a black person said. Said. the only the only like I wanted to get rid of the thing and I was like more or less the only person who felt strongly about getting rid of it so I don't want this to come off as a defense of its inclusion but I don't really think that what you are saying applies because of the content of the guy right there I I, I read it again the thing that bothered me was the description right which was just it was a quote from the movie but it was just a quote that like it the the sentence in the description was like he's not called the black knight because he's dressed in black he's called that because he's about to be stomping yo ass or something like that which was just a quote from the movie that i that i can actually agree with you the only other joke was that he just said, damn Gina all the time, which is fully just not a joke about black people. It is a joke about Martin Lawrence. Yeah. And it it kind of it kind of makes me wonder then. If we if we if there had been a joke in there about like you, you he he runs at you as if to attack you, but you distract him with a watermelon or. That one's super gross, but even if there was, like, he goes to attack you, but you jump across a river, and he is unable to swim across to follow you, or, you know, I mean, you try to outrun him, but you can't, <laughs> like, then then I would agree with you, if we were actually doing something that was a broader like if we were parodying black culture right like if we were doing anything that actually addressed stereotypes about black people but we weren't i think the reaction that people had in the forums which was gross um and it's it scares me a little bit that there was some stuff in there that was so gross that it had to be removed by the mods because Mm -hmm. I make them take a real light hand to that stuff. And so I can't, I don't want to know what that stuff was, but I'm kind of angry that it was there. And I think that that reaction comes from this belief that my removing that monster was capitulating to people who were offended. And that's just not what it was about. And I agree with almost everything that you say about what is and isn't okay to do. Quine. I just still don't think that we were actually doing what you're talking about.
0: Right.
1: Um, the one thing is that the one thing the, the 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 one thing that might be is the just sort of like use of sort of stereotypical ebonics kind of phrases, right? And that I just don't. We do that all over the place, but we use it earnestly the way that like white people using the slang of today do right I mean so there is so much co-opting of slang that migrates from black culture to white culture because like one of the stereotypes about black people is that they're cooler than white people right I mean (laughs) so that just happens like it culture flows in that direction very very readily in ways that I don't like you know I think you could like look at like (sighs) There are some people who would probably characterize Elvis Presley as similar to, like, Cortez or, you know, Christopher Columbus, but, like, guys on the internet using slang that only black people used 10 years ago, I don't think counts as that, right? Hmm. And I don't know how this fits. I don't know how this fits into that. I mean, because I also don't I don't think that Black Knight was a movie about black stereotypes, right? I think it was like most of Martin Lawrence's movie work, it was the 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 lesson of the movie is you shouldn't underestimate somebody just because they're black. and here's Martin Lawrence playing a guy who's surprised. I'm good at stuff. I mean, that's just kind of his deal, right? Like, that is what yeah. that is what he had to say with that movie and with uh, the one with Tim Robbins, Nothing to Lose. And I didn't see a lot of his other stuff, and I didn't see his television show either, but the thing that, the, the only joke was him saying, damn Gina, a lot, because that was his catchphrase. And so I don't think that making that joke is any more making a joke about black stereotypes than having a monster who's constantly saying kiss my grits is making stereotypes dealing with stereotypes about women or about people from the 70s or about waitresses or or anything you know like it's Mm -hmm. just a character with a catchphrase that that said i mean the the language in the description is the thing that made me uncomfortable And that's, you know, why I ended up replacing it with something that was funnier than that thing that was one joke about something that no one understood anymore. So, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you for writing this, Quine. Like, that's, I I appreciate it. And I'm sorry if I put you off by responding to your first podcast question that you sent in less than thoughtfully um, the first time around. Um, Wax says you, look like, like you look like toby Maguire." who looks like toby mcguire like toby mcguire i don't think you look like toby mcguire I, I got that uh, during the live stream and i also got that i look like a high school science teacher hmm. and then i got to thinking <clears throat> i bet some of my science teachers were about my age when i was in high school yeah those super old guys that we yeah. th- we kind of considered almost a different species yeah they knew everything
0: Hey, you want to, uh, you want to rap on this here radio show? Sure.
1: Don't want to rap on it. I think. I do. Ra- I do. Up, I want to, I want to rap, oh. but I, I'm not allowed to actually say the words of the rap songs. You know. You can always replace a uh, nigga with lizard. I, the way that I get around that is by not actually liking almost any songs that have the word nigga in them. So I don't have to like feel weird about singing along with them. Have you listened to any open mic Eagle? No, I think he is open, a, a guy. Open that you Mike enjoy.
0: Eagle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, open Mike Eagle. <laughs> is the dude. He, uh, he's a huge, they might be giants fan. Okay. And, uh, does this, this kind of artsy, Rap with interesting soundscapes and really intricate lyrics and occasionally borrows a couple of lines or a verse from a They Might Be giant song and throws it in there. Um We just saw him at Wits, and at the end of the Wits taping, there's always a sing-along, and he picked Birdhouse in Your Soul for it because that was his favorite song of all time. So I, I got to have a huge sing-along with a bunch of people doing Birdhouse in Your Soul because of that guy. Okay, good. You should check him out because I know you like... Like an, an intelligent rapper, mm-hmm. someone who like really enjoys wordplay. So he would be a guy that I think you would yeah, enjoy. I,
1: you know, I like a Busta Rhymes. I like a, um, I kind of like, I like all the Snoop Dogg songs I've ever heard. And I don't know why. How many? I, I, it's like four, I'd say. And uh, I don't know why I've never like gotten a Snoop Dogg album to see if the rest of it was any good, hmm. but I just had, I think it's all the rest of it's just all skits. <laughs> oh Yeah. They like skits. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is that seriously a thing? I thought Damien was just doing that to be, like, precious.
0: No, like, the the Kanye West album that is my favorite of them is half skits, and it kind of sucks, because you go like, oh, shit, there's 20 songs on this album. Like, nope, there are 10. And the rest of it is, like, sub Saturday Night Live sketch comedy. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. Or just... Random shit that doesn't make any sense, like something well, I that mean, black, I guess you know, black, should people, be funny black people black and... people aren't
1: funny. Everyone knows that.
0: Yeah, they're like women in that regard. Yep.
1: I hope Tracy Morgan is okay. Yeah, jeez. I, I like him. Sorry to go out on such a downer, man. Sorry to go, sorry to go down on such an outer. <laughs> you told everybody I was gay just because I'm sucking your dick. <laughs> So,
0: so if someone outs you, they're, they're an outer. <laughs> <Yeah>. Apparently. <laughs> the show The Outer Limits was just about uh, taking yep. a different person out of the closet every week.
1: Yeah. The Outer Limits is the is the same sort of speech construction as the dude abides.
0: <laughs> what, what does he limit? Yeah. I don't it's
1: know. A different thing every week. That was the whole show. <laughs> All right.
0: See, that's a good note to go out on. Okay. Now we're funny again. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you when we next do this, which hopefully will be sooner than the previous interval. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jake, and I'm already gone.